Colts mini camp ended today, a day early. Why? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about what we learned, too. Watching practice for two days, watching Anthony Richardson, talking to Anthony Richardson, talking to Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Ryan Kelly, Shane Steichen, all those guys we spent some time with today. We'll talk about that. What we learned, I think, is really, really interesting and, and gives us reason for hope. And what we learned as well, not just about the Colts, but about us, which I think is equally important and maybe a little bit damning. We'll talk about that. We'll talk, you know what, this isn't, we're not going to talk about it because it just is what it is. But Daniel Scott, rookie safety, drafted in the fifth round, goes on IR. That's not good news. This is not a deep group of safeties. We don't really know who these guys are when they play together. You, you got Nick Cross, you got Julian Blackman, and, you, you know, okay, like that's good. You know, I, I guess you, you've got, you, you got the rookie from last year out of Yale. We, we got him. He was pretty good last year, old number 25. We'll see what this team's got at safety, and we'll see what they got at cornerback eventually. But this is Optimism Wednesday. We did that this morning a little bit. We'll stay optimistic, try to stay optimistic, and that means we will not be talking about defensive backs during this Breakfast with Kent. We are also, you know what, Jonathan Taylor was kind of hot. Jonathan Taylor, you doesn't vent. Like, he doesn't say a lot. Doesn't reveal a lot. There are words, but they're not very revealing. Today, he revealed stuff. And it's really interesting, and it's what we've been talking about as far as Jonathan Taylor, the running back position, and the debate whether the Colts should extend him or franchise him. Jonathan Taylor has an opinion about that. We'll talk about two big brains. Uh, Dan Dockich and I had a two big brains this morning at about 11 o'clock, and we talked about a bunch of stuff. We'll talk about that and tell you why you should go watch that, listen to it, it was our best show, period. Got, talked about a lot of stuff. We'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, ESPN, you saw the ESPN book in the thumbnail. Why? I'll tell you. What are the Pacers going to do at number seven? We're not talking about who are they going to take, but are they going to trade up, trade back, or stand pat at seven? I think you trade up or trade back. Standing at seven does not provide a workable solution. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, June 14th. It's Flag Day 2023, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You call Jared Johnson, you say, Jared Johnson, I need some help. My pipes is busted. And he's going to say, I do that. I fix pipes. You called the right guy. When you called 765-610-8809, you did the right thing. Hit that, smash that subscribe button, hit the like button, ring the bell, see the bell icon, you hit that, you get an alert every time we go live or post a video, there are going to be lots of videos over the coming week, a lot of guys talking, we had a lot of conversations today, asked a lot of good questions, we'll talk about all of that uh, throughout the week to come, and you'll see all those videos, and if you want to make a super thanks, you make a super thanks. No big whoop. Thank you very much. Like I said, Daniel Scott goes on IR. Rodney Thomas is a safety whose name escaped my brain. You've got Rodney Thomas. You've got Nick Cross. you got Julian Blackman at safety. Do you have others? 
do you have anybody kind of in the queue? They were like we called Jared Johnson for a plumbing problem. Does Chris Ballard have somebody to go? I need a safety. Seven six five six one zero eight eight zero nine. Jared Johnson, can you play safety? Jared Johnson, I'm I'm sad to say, is not in the kind of physical condition necessary to play safety in the NFL. But he is a hell of a good plumber. Uh, at any rate. It ended early. There, there was a, a workout scheduled for tomorrow, and this is not unusual with NFL teams to get some things done day one, day two. They feel good about where they are, and they say, you know what, we're pulling up stakes. The way they did it today was kind of fun. They had six offensive linemen who were lined up to field punts out of the machine. If two of the six caught it, the, their punt, you know what? Everybody goes home, and they don't have to come back tomorrow. The first two caught them. So good. That is that a good thing? You got offensive linemen who can catch punts? I don't know. I think it's a good thing that nobody got hurt trying. Nobody took, like, a, the nose of the football right, to, right between the eyes. Uh, I think that's a good thing. We remember the last time Frank Reich tried to get fun and said, everybody on the line, and Rigoberto Sanchez towards Achilles. <laughs> That's when, if you're Frank Reich, you're like, honey, pack a box, because we're out of here. There's, that is a sign from, you know, the author uh, of all the scripture that Frank Reich loves to quote. At any rate, what did we learn from this minicamp? I got to tell you the truth, that in listening to Anthony Richardson and watching him throw against air, granted, and then throw against DBs, but without a pass rush, he is fearless. He is physically gifted, and he is psychologically well-built to withstand the adversities that will visit him in this rookie season. I've never seen a guy check this many boxes. Now, when the adversity comes, and it's going to come. Maybe in real life, he processes it differently in the moment. But right now, he is really, really good at experiencing, learning, and adjusting. That's what he's doing. He's trying to throw it into very, very tight windows to see if he can against NFL defensive players. Sometimes he's able to, sometimes he's not. But it's interesting to see him test himself. He's trying to figure out who he is as an NFL quarterback. And there are going to be fits and spurts in hills and valleys, peaks and valleys, but it's going to be really, really interesting. When he moves with his feet, he moves smooth. You know, big guys, sometimes they move kind of clunky in the pocket. Not Anthony Richardson. And the release, really, really high. Ball comes out of his hand really, really nicely and, and explodes out of his hand. It doesn't come out of his hand. It pops out of his hand. This is a guy, again, who checks a lot of boxes. It may take time for him to get there, but, man, does he project to be a dude who can play quarterback at the highest levels. He's going to have to maintain health, too. But, wow. And in teammates, they talk about his work worth ethic, which I normally would expect, and distrust, because that's what you do. Everybody forever has said, you know what, if your quarterback isn't the hardest-working guy in your roster, then you've got to get another quarterback. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. But then these guys... They kind of say that he's really hardworking. He's there. It's a 24-7 thing for him. All right. But then they tell specific stories about Anthony Richardson, which lead you to believe that they're accurate. Like there's a specificity to the stories 
the guys don't usually share. You know, they're not creative enough to come with like crazy specific stories to bolster their their position about Anthony Richardson as a worker. But there are the stories, so I tend to believe them. This brings us to the third point, the third thing that we've learned, and we'll get to that right after the second. And the second thing is that Jonathan Taylor is really anxious about his next contract. He is really anxious about whether he's going to be franchised or whether he's going to be extended. And he feels that anxiety because of what's going on with Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott. I think that weighs on him a little bit. And, you know, you, you, you've got to understand that the running back position, you kind of start up here and the rest of your career is more or less sort of a, a slow boat into oblivion, right? You got about seven years to make a whole lot of money at the running back position, and then you kind of fall off that cliff. So what teams have kind of decided to do is release guys. Like you saw Delvin Cook released. You saw the Eagles get rid of their starting quarterback from a, or running back from a Super Bowl team. You see the running back position being devalued in the NFL because it's not as valuable as a lot of other positions. And the franchise rule is there. So if the Colts want to maintain their rights to Jonathan Taylor, they franchise him and they got him. Barring a team coming in and negotiating with Jonathan Taylor, signing a deal, and then the Colts can either match or they get two first-round picks from the team that signs him, which almost never happens. It's kind of where you are with the running back position. And Jonathan Taylor, I hi- thank you, Chuck. Good afternoon to you. I highly recommend you watch the video of Jonathan Taylor from this afternoon, which I posted about two hours ago. Nobody posts videos quicker than me. Something happens at, at like camp, at mini camp. We got it up, baby. We get it up quick on this show. Yes, I'll stand by that. Um, we also learned we're still gullible. The media is gullible. We watch all of this. And like I am now, I've said seven wins, and I'm going to stick with seven wins. But I look out there, and this is without Michael Pittman Jr. It's without Jonathan Taylor, without Josh Downs, uh, without Juju Brents, without a lot of guys, a lot of guys on the shelf, Ogletree and Jelani Woods, all these guys. And I'm still looking at a team that I think is pretty damn good because I like the cut of Anthony Richardson's jib. It's just that easy to get over on me and everybody else. People just look at each other like, wow, that's something. Well, we don't know whether it's something yet, but all right, it's June 14th, I'm buying. All right, we'll see if I'm right, see if I'm wrong. We'll know in about, what is it, almost three months. No, yeah, a little bit less than three months. Two big brains, oh, Ryan Kelly also, talks about trying to re-knit the starting five offensive linemen so they play as one. And he said that Tony Sperano Jr. is a big part of that. Does that mean that the five trying to play as one last year was a failing of Chris Strasser as the offensive line coach? You can make that kind of extrapolation from Ryan Kelly's comments. I don't because I don't extrapolate. I take people at their word. But there are those who would extrapolate, and you are free to extrapolate. Extrapolate away. All right, two big brains today. 
We talked about Boogie Fland. Boogie Fland is in the midst of a visit at Indiana University. He is the 13th ranked player in the class of 2024. And in a conversation that was chronicled by Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com, he, he quoted Boogie Fland as saying, what I really like about this, and I'm paraphrasing, this is not an exact quote, but the use of a third-person reference to himself is a direct quote. He said, uh, I like these coaches because they're trying to get to know Boogie the person, not just Boogie the player. Mm. That doesn't sit well with me. And it did not sit well with Dan Takic. He wanted to end the visit right there and send him home. It's like, send him home. And I said, like, Mike Giomi being sent home after a uh, road trip loss. And then he talked about the rumor of why that happened, which was really, really fun. Go to Two Big Brains. Search Two Big, the T-W-O, Big Brains in the YouTube search uh, panel and, and watch. An Hour of Magic. All right, we also talked about Jokic and, you know, how good he is and how good a passer he is. Uh, we talked about the Colts. We talked about Pat McAfee and why you never want to play poker with him because he's crazy smart and he will take your money. We talked uh, about sports media. And I thought it was kind of important, especially for people who want to get into sports media or who are in sports media. We talked about Dan's battles with people in Indianapolis sports media. And, and we did that because Bob Kravitz is no longer with The Athletic. He is goners. And sadly so, I think, I like Bob Kravitz. Dan had some tete-a-tetes with, with Bob over the past few years, but they were good. They got along well enough when they were coworkers, but when they weren't around each other, all of a sudden Bob took issue with some of the things that Dan said. Dan took issue with some of the things that Bob said. And, you know, that's the way it works in sports media because the role of a sports media personality is not to toe the line between good and bad, and talk about the gray areas. It's about saying, this sucks and this is great. That's what sports media is about. And that's what Dan does. And people take issue with it. They don't like that. And so they shoot back. And then Dan shoots back and all of a sudden, you're in a bit of a crossfire. I like Bob and I really like Dan. Dan's a terrific guy. We talked about that a little bit and talked about Pat McAfee, how long this uh, dalliance with ESPN and ESPN's dalliance with Pat McAfee is going to last and what kind of show is he going to have? If it's the Pat McAfee show, it's going to be a lot of Pat McAfee. Talked about the guys replacing, too, the great Max Kellerman, who is really good in talking about boxing, but when ESPN, as it always does, tries to shove that round peg into a square hole or square peg into a round hole, either one, it doesn't work. Go figure. They should know this by now, and they don't. ESPN is so aggravating in so many ways. What are the Pacers going to do? You can't stay at seven. Two guys in the last 15 drafts have, have justified that level. They are Steph Curry and Julius Randle. The rest of them have not lived up to being a top seven player in any of their drafts. What does that tell you? It tells you that seven is a perilous position because what you're trying to do is find that gem who might wind up being one of the top six, who was overlooked. You know what? Most of the time, nobody. You look at how these people have done compared to others in the draft, 
poorly. Some of them, two of the last 15, the worst players in their draft who have played in a single NBA game. And one was next to worst. How about that? Pacers need to either trade up or trade back. Do not sit at seven. Kevin Pritchard is smart enough to know that. We will see what they do. It, it, we got, what, a week and a day, eight days until the NBA draft, and I flat can't wait. Again, go to the search bar. Search 2TWO Big Brains. Watch, subscribe, like, like this, subscribe this. Let's go. If you watch a video, subscribe to what you're watching if you enjoy it, and definitely like it if you enjoy it. We will talk to you tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. You know what? We got no current Colts news from today until the beginning of camp, you hope. And that was discussed with guys. What are you going to do? You got to keep your head. Got to keep your head in the game. You got to kind of chill out. You got to get away a little bit, but get away in a smart way. Yes, yes, yes. That's what you do. Be responsible with your lives, whether you're playing football or not. And if you're irresponsible, recognize it and do the responsible thing to make sure that you don't cause embarrassment to your employer or a disconnection from your employer. Isaiah Rogers.